We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. Each week, Michael uses his coaching expertise to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Michael is a professional certified leadership, business, and life coach, serving as president of Professional Coach University, executive director of New Normal Coaching, and the lead pastor at Northwest Church. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Here's Michael. Well, happy December, and thank you for joining today, your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Today's episode is titled, Making Decisions. And what we're talking about today is how to have a biblical perspective on making decisions. So how to think and choose from a biblical framework. Early in my ministry, I served as a staff pastor, and one of my primary roles was a youth pastor. When I was a youth pastor, we had a growing youth ministry, and every year, Youth ministries from all across our state and our denomination would gather together for an annual youth convention. And so at those youth conventions, we had these different sort of competitions, if you will, uh, that, and the competition I want to talk about today is these competitions for skits. So I'm, I'm kind of dating myself here. That was the big competition, these youth group skits. And I had written a skit for our our youth ministry, and it was all about making decisions. And that's what we're talking about today, making decisions from a a biblical perspective. So in these skit competitions, you would actually compete against other youth groups in your area, and then ultimately they would take the best skits and go to this youth convention, and then they they would give an award away to the best skit. Well, we actually had had built with these uh, different pieces of, of frames, wood, all these kind of, I'm not really a construction guy, but we built these different sets. And in this, this skit, we had this phrase that I remember, and the phrase was this, your decisions determine your destiny. And we would play out several different scenes, and in each scene, we would say, your decisions determine your destiny. Today, as we talk about making decisions and, and having a biblical perspective on making decisions, I recall that, that time when I was a youth pastor when we came up with that phrase that your decisions determine your destiny. What we, sir, uh, what we choose today has a bearing on what happens tomorrow. See, life really presents all of us with choices. And, and our decisions that we make, they influence and they shape our destiny. They shape 
who we become. What's intriguing is as a young child, there are decisions that we make and, and we learn to make decisions. And oftentimes, even infants are making decisions and toddlers and preschoolers. And when they make decisions by simply crying or, or, you know, using misbehavior, uh, a, a preschooler can get what they want and they learn to make decisions by 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 those behaviors and actions. And I want us to think about as we grow in our maturity through our school years into our adult years, what we do in in our decision making process is it actually indicates the ability that we have to make decisions and every choice we make has an impact on who we are becoming. So I want to ask today the question, how is it that we do or how should we make decisions? So as again, we're growing up and, and I actually still do this as an adult is when there's an important decision, I'll actually have a conversation with my parents. And sometimes as a teenager, you're thinking your parents may not have your best interest in mind, or they may not know what you think they know. But the truth is, in a a typical relationship, as ordained by God with loving parents, parents oftentimes are the people that love you, children, more than anyone else on the planet. And so when we lean into those that care about us and love us, we can make good decisions and get input from our parents. But as we grow older, when we think about how we make decisions, we lean into the friends that we have. And so friends have a different perspective than parents. Even again, as an adult in my 50s, I'll talk with my mom about making a decision or I'll talk with my parents and they come from two different perspectives. And so I think we learn to make decisions by by not just doing this on our own, but on who we talk to. But a big way that that people make decisions oftentimes is is through what they feel, what what just feels right. Today, today we're talking about making decisions and thinking about a biblical perspective on making decisions. And when we make decisions based on the way that we feel, I think that we're missing an opportunity to think biblically. See, the way to make a decision in life through a biblical perspective is, is actually just that is using a perspective from God's word. So in other words, there's kind of two ways to think about it, using a cultural perspective or a godly or kingdom perspective. You know, the Bible calls us believers, uh, strangers and aliens of this world. Listen to First Peter. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles, some say strangers and aliens, some versions, that you should abstain from passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when you speak against uh, or excuse me, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. I read that verse and I want you to think about it in the vein of how we make decisions. And the first thought from that verse in First Peter is our citizenship is not of this earth. See, as we even make decisions, we need to remember that we are exiles of this earth, sojourners. And in in this First Peter says that, because we don't belong here as citizens, we should abstain from the passions of the flesh, which wage war against your soul. See, the culture of this world has a way. 
They have passions and lusts of the flesh. But as followers of Jesus being born again, we're no longer bound to the earth as as a culture. In fact, we're part of a heavenly culture, a heavenly kingdom. We're part of the kingdom of God. So our call from First Peter to abstain from the passions of the flesh is to abstain from the rhythms of the culture, because the cultural rhythms on this earth wage war against your soul, because we as, as beings, as beings, human beings with souls, we are citizens of a heavenly kingdom. And, and so to contrast this cultural way of thinking, and again, we're thinking about making decisions, so we have to look at ourselves not of this world, but from a heavenly kingdom, that we're supposed to keep honorable conduct, not as a member of the culture of the human race, but as a child of God, living according to the biblical code. And, and that, quite frankly, is countercultural, because people— People around us have a way of doing things, and sometimes we do it different because we're of a kingdom culture, and and people will say things about us. They'll say negative things about us as we live for God and pursue God. And and, and here's the truth is, as you learn to make decisions according to God's will and his way, people will speak evil against you. And the, the, the crazy thing about that is it's ultimately part of God's missional plan that 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 all may glorify him the suffering we endure he understands because he endured this, the the same suffering and the whole idea is we will suffer through even what people say uh we suffer through that so people will glorify God so i, I want us to think about the question how can we make decisions that align with God's will? Or how do we use a biblical perspective to make decisions? You know, big decisions. Decisions like, who will I marry? What job should I take? Should I buy that house? Should I move? And, and we, we want to make decisions from a biblical framework. But, but also there are other decisions we make that, that are impacting others. And, and maybe questions like, well, should I really have one more drink? Should I cheat on my spouse? Or what about young adults that are trying to find their way? There's all kinds of decisions that are being made. And how in the world do we make decisions from a biblical perspective and framework? We're actually going to talk through five steps of how to do this in the second half of the show. But to set us up, I want us to think about when we make a decision, there are two key words I want us to think about, trajectory and momentum. So, in other words, if I decide that I want to uh, open up a Couch to 5K app and I want to start working through that, I, I am beginning a trajectory. I'm not necessarily a runner, but I begin to to walk and run and begin to increase my time as weeks go by. Ultimately, because I'm, I have that trajectory of running, I will make decisions that build momentum and I will buy running shoes and I will look online at running uh, gear and I will look at what 5Ks are coming up and, and it, I build momentum based in the trajectory in which I face it. The same thing happened uh, to me when I entered my graduate work. I, 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 I started the work and it built a, 
a trajectory that ultimately ended with a master's degree and then a doctorate degree, a doctor degree. Well, listen, we're going to take a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about a biblical perspective on making decisions. And we're thinking about trajectory and where we build momentum. But now... I want you to stay tuned because we're going to talk about these five steps to help us make decisions from a biblical perspective. So stay tuned. You're listening to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. And you're listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. so much for staying tuned to your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I'm your host, Michael Smith, and I'm here to encourage you to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Hey, today's episode, we're talking about making decisions and doing so from a biblical perspective. At the beginning of the show, after some stories, we talked about the idea that we are sojourners and exiles of this culture that we call the human race. And then we just introduced a thought about trajectory and momentum. So we make decisions based on the trajectory that we are facing. And then we, we, our decisions build momentum in that direction, whether it's a good decision or a bad decision. So in this half of the show, as we talk about making decisions from a biblical perspective, I want to give us five tips to help us make decisions from a biblical perspective. So tip number one is that we would seek God's will. Now, this is a mindset to seek God's will. Matthew's gospel records these words of Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. What we're called to do by Jesus in this verse is to seek There's a a certain pursuit of Christ that is important in context of this show and how we make decisions. And the truth is we should seek Christ first. It shouldn't be the last resort. It should be how we we give a parameter for our whole life. And then uh, when we do that, what we're seeking is the kingdom of God and and his righteousness. And in doing so, he takes care of us. So another way to look at this thought of seeking God comes from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So as we think about making decisions, we seek God. What happens is we trust him, and we do that completely. We we follow God's way, and the result is this, that God will guide us. So if we want to make a decision and we want God's guidance, we have to trust God completely and follow him. I think about seeking God and I think of Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus again says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. The one who knocks to him it will be open. Or which one of you, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for fish, will give him a serpent? 
If then you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, listen to this, how much more were your father in heaven who will give you good gifts to those who ask him? See, here's the deal. God wants to bless you. Every gift that's good and perfect is from him. So God is saying when we want to make decisions, let's ask, let's seek, let's knock, let's pray, read the word, hear from God. And the promise is when we seek him, we will find him. So making decisions and five tips to make decisions from a biblical perspective. Number one is seek God. Number two is find wisdom from scripture and prayer. Find wisdom from scripture and prayer. I'm going to shoot several verses out right now that I want you to hear in regards to this topic. Proverb 2.6, for the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. What we learn there is God is the source of wisdom. If our choice is wise, we will include God because he grants wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. I love James 1.5. If you lack wisdom, ask God who, who gives generously without reproach to all who ask. The idea is, according to James, that all we need to do is to seek God and find wisdom through prayer, through scripture, and he grants it. In fact, an example of this is found in 1 Kings chapter 4. God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure and breadth of mind like the sand on the seashore. This is what God did for Solomon, and this is what God can do for you. Listen to what Matthew says, Matthew seven twenty four. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does them is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. See, when we... Uh, look to God and we find wisdom through our conversation with him and in scripture, we become like a wise person who builds our house on a rock. Proverbs sixteen sixteen. how much better to get wisdom than gold, to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. Now, this is an important thing when we think about finding wisdom in the scriptures and in prayer. Just a few more thoughts here. Ephesians chapter 1 I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Here's the idea. Through prayer and through scripture, we can have inspired divine revelation directly from God. So we have to, number one, seek God's will. If we want to make a decision from a biblical perspective, number two, find wisdom through scripture and prayer. Number three is to seek wise counsel. Now, we might talk to a counselor, a uh, literal counselor, and, and deal with the quote-unquote me of a situation. The truth is, though, we can only give our perspective if we so choose. The idea is to deal with ourselves and do that honestly, which certainly a counselor can do as long as we're honest. But seeking wise counsel also could include a friend, a mentor, a spiritual guide in your life. Again, even your parents. There are pros and cons to all of those relationships. But seeking wise counsel is within God's design. Proverbs says it like this, without counsel, plans fail. But with many advisors, they succeed. This is the idea that wisdom comes beyond ourself in seeking God and in the wisdom of others. So next, we have three things so far. Seek God's will, find wisdom in scripture and prayer, 
Seek wise counsel. Number four, align with biblical values. If you want to make decisions with a biblical perspective, you have to have biblical values. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. See, God calls us to seek his will to find wisdom in Scripture and prayer, to seek wise counsel, and then to align with biblical values. The last thing, if you want to think about how do we make decisions from a biblical perspective, we have to, number five, trust God's timing. Sometimes God's timing is different than we expect or desire. Ecclesiastes teaches us about the seasons of life. And There's a time for everything in every season under the sun. Now, patience and trust in God's timing, that plays a crucial role in our decision-making. I've heard people say not to get ahead of God, but don't fall behind God. Recognizing that God's plan, His plans unfold in His perfect timing. And, And understanding that helps us to have a faith. So how do we make decisions from a biblical perspective? We seek God's will. Number two, we find wisdom in scripture and prayer. We seek wise counsel. We align with biblical values. And finally, we trust God's timing. So when you make good decisions, here's kind of a last tip I want to give us as we wrap up today is when you want to make a good decision, you can start by praying. And and after you pray and, and seek God's will, then then define your objective clearly. Really write it out, understand it, and spell out what the objective is as you make a decision. Then then the next thing you'll do is you'll gather helpful information. You'll consider the pros. You'll consider the cons. And then I think more than just pros and cons, as we make a decision, we should evaluate the risks of that decision and evaluate the rewards of that decision. Then we, we seek wise counsel. But here's another important thing is we must learn from our past decisions. So today we're just have spent some time talking about making decisions and making decisions from a biblical perspective. What I hope that you're taking away is you don't have to do that. Even though it's your decision, you don't have to make that on your own. It's about trusting God, trusting the advisors that God has put in your life. You know, I might even offer hiring or working with a discipleship coach as you're making spiritual decisions in your life. You actually today can visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and take a free, a complimentary coaching readiness questionnaire and find out if you identify as ready for some coaching. Listen, this is the thrill of, of my heart. I'd love to support you in your spiritual endeavors as you work through your life, as you live in your business world. So so visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com and look at the opportunities to connect. You can follow this show right here on AM 1160. You can follow Your Discipleship Coach on your favorite podcast platform. I want to thank you, though, for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. Today's show has been brought to you by Professional Coach University. Maximize your potential at Professional Coach University, where you could become a certified coach or invest in yourself through personal development opportunities. Just visit 
professionalcoachuniversity.com. Hey, it's been my pleasure to be with you today as your discipleship coach, partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life. I want you to know that I am for you and God is for you. And if God is for you, who could be against you? Hey, this is a great start to December. I'm glad you're listening. And I thank you for listening today on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Thank you for listening today to Your Discipleship Coach with Michael Smith. We hope you feel encouraged to apply biblical truth to everyday life as you pursue Christ. Be sure to follow Michael and Your Discipleship Coach on social media. You'll find the links at yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. And while you're there, you can click the Give Now button to support this show and to provide scholarships to pastors and Christian leaders to receive coaching. To learn more, visit yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. That's yourdiscipleshipcoach.com. Partnering with you to fulfill God's purpose in your life.